It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Mack. Kevin is out this week. His wife is having a baby, so it's just me and some friends. Remember to like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. Listen to us on all your audio platforms and email the podcast, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. On today's episode, we have a special guest. We have an interview with the one and only Nico Young of Northern Arizona. A few weeks ago, I had a chance to do a sit-down interview with him, talk about the race at NCAA Cross Country, his season, his transition to NAU, what it's like to be a superstar phenom at the high school level. Is there any pressure to that? All those questions and more. Got a great time to spend time with Nico. So enjoy that interview. Here it is. All right, we're here with Nico Young of Northern Arizona University. Uh, coming off a team title, uh, NAU now won, what, four of the past five? I guess first question, it's been about a week since you guys won. Yeah. What? How does it feel to be a part of the team and be a part of the, the winning environment? And just what did a whole day kind of feel like from the race day to like after, before, just everything in, in all encompassing? Um. Well... I, I think it was it kind of took a while for the results to kind of like settle in. We kind of like like it was it was really just uh, surreal after the race figuring out that um, we won. But I think it took like a few days for us to actually like realize like we actually won. Like stuff like that. I feel like we're, you're working so hard for that all season. It takes a while to settle in. But yeah, was the race specifically played out? Uh, you- very well for NAU, at least your top four were together. Talk a little bit about the race strategy you guys had going in and were you thinking about what Wesley Kip 2 would do or were we just thinking, like, did you guys execute the exact game plan that you wanted to execute or is there any changes that happened mid-race? Like, how did the race specifically go down for you and your teammates? Um, I think we executed it pretty close to what we had planned. Um, 
we originally had planned not to go out with um, Wesley Kip too, just because we we figured it would be more beneficial for us to hang back as a group of four um, to help out with the team race more than just kind of following um, what the people up front were doing. So I think that helped us a lot in um, getting four in the top 10. So I think we executed it pretty well. It's your first 10K, uh, first NCAA championship, and it went pretty well for you. Was, were there any nerves you had personally going into that race? You, you, you didn't run up big skies. We went to film a workout with you guys. You, you weren't doing that workout. So yeah. there's a little bit of an unknown your last performance was kind of a, from a few weeks ago. Mentally, how were you prepared going into that race, knowing you hadn't had a lot of races under your belt? Yeah, I think mentally, definitely having a, a very having an imperfect buildup to the race um, kind of left me not knowing what to expect. But I kind of was able to reassure myself by just thinking that, like, once I get out there, I'll know. Like, I, I'm confident that I'll know like how I feel and. Uh, what I think I can do on that day. So, and that, that's what I felt when I got out into the race. So I kind of came in like, like unsure, but, um, and pretty nervous because of that. But um, I think just trusting myself and my coach helped me get through that. So. Was fourth a realistic finish position that you had in the back of your mind before the race started? Yeah. I mean, we thought like on a great day, I'd be top five um, on a good day top 10 and on a bad day top 20 um so i i don't really know i i guess i was like that would be that was definitely the best scenario i think top five so um yeah and when i got out there i was like why can't this be a great day and that's like kind of what my mindset was so kind of had a a whirlwind of a running career up to this point starting from junior year all the way up now to this first year at nau what has been the transition process for you coming under a team where there's it's not just about the individual goal there's a there's a lot of team aspect you may not be the best runner in every workout you do because you go you're running with luis and abhi yeah. hamid and blaze and all these other guys so what how's the transition been for you these first i guess semester and a half of transition into college life um it's definitely very different than um high school and even last semester a little bit i think just it definitely makes it easier to run workouts and all of that when you don't have to lead. You only have to lead like one third of the reps or something like that. It's it's super nice to be able to have that and just have people to train with every day that are, um, you know, with with you on in each workout and every run and will be in the race. So I think it would just translate exactly into races how we work out. So, do you um, when you when you look at your first few months at NAU? What was your what were your goals like when you walked onto campus as a freshman in August? What obviously you know the team goal was to win and do as best you can. But in, when your first year of a new system under Mike Smith, what was your like sit down goals? Like, hey, by the end of my first year freshman year, I want to have achieved these two things, three things. Were there any specific goals you had in mind that you are kind of focusing on, and have you checked any of them off so far? Um. I think I didn't have anything like, like super specific. I think I definitely knew I wanted to place really well at the um, at the NCAA cross country meet. But um, other than that, I knew I wanted to run a fast 5K and run faster than what I did my high school senior year and um, just keep like 
bringing that down this entire year, but I didn't have anything specific. I think I just wanted to make sure that I was pushing myself as much as I, um, as far as I could go in, in training with everybody and see where that left me and then kind of make sure that I'm not overdoing it so that I can actually perform well. And yeah. Do you think about your age as a factor or like your, your early years of in your running career, you know, you know, your goal obviously is probably run all the way into your thirties. So yeah. that's very far away. It's a decade away. Right. So you don't, you don't mm. need to use it all yeah. up in your first year as a freshman, but do you, your youth, do you kind of consider that in your approach to your goals and your success? I, I say this because I think mm -hmm. of other really good talented freshmen, like a Grant Fisher, his freshman year, I think he was only top 20 at cross. He didn't win an NCAA title till I think sophomore year and mm -hmm. he kind of had a slow progression. Now he's running 1302. Yeah. Do you look at other great young athletes the same way? It's like, hey, I don't need to be good right away. I want to be good while I'm in my prime age 22 to 26. Like, how do you kind of approach? Or are you kind of like, hey, I could be good right now? Yeah. Um, I think I approach that kind of like, well, I mean, first, I think there's no reason why I can't be good now and good then. I think um the only difference is like maybe I, I just have to work up like on things like mileage and volume of workouts slowly um, just so I don't injure myself and things like that and overdo it. But I don't think the the necessary like age like 18 versus like 22 is a huge difference just because I think it just matters where you started. And like I already progressed in high school and um, I'm just continuing that progression like linearly. I'm not just jumping up all of a sudden to like 90 miles a week or 80 miles a week or something like that. Um, it's just more like, uh, I'm just following that, like, so I don't get myself injured. And if these results follow with that, that's awesome. But, um, I know that when I'm in my prime, I will be better than I am now. So what do you think your ceiling is for this first year at NAU, I guess, going into the outdoor season, what do you think, uh, the ultimate ceiling would be for you? before you turn the age 19, 20? Um, I don't know. Uh, I think I'm going to focus on the 5K, um, maybe run some shorter distances, but I'd probably the 5K. Um, yeah, I'm not totally sure what, what that will be, but um, I have some goals, but um, those will I'll, – I'll see how those play out. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this track season, I'll say that. Do you, one, one thing I think is kind of interesting about athletes like yourself is you kind of are in a different uh, pathway and world that a lot of other athletes are able to go down. I mean, a lot of athletes are able to kind of stay under the radar and kind of be that surprise their junior, senior year. Like, ooh, who's this guy? Who's this girl? You are kind of thrust into the spotlight early on in your high school mm -hmm. days. Do you remember a specific moment when you realized – what I do in a race is going to be seen by people beyond just my coach and my friends and family. Like, do you remember that moment we realized, Hey, people are going to care about my results now. Yeah. I think I started to feel that way. Like maybe after my junior year cross country season in high school. And I feel like every time I race it, just, I just realized that more like after this me, especially just because I'm a part of like a, you know, we, I'm a part of this team and I need to perform and do well. And I know there's external factors that are impacting that as well that aren't in my 
on my team or people that I know closely. But um, yeah, I think just focusing on the people that I'm around every day has helped me a lot uh, in thinking about that and managing like external expectation and things like that. So um, yeah. Is there any way you kind of, I mean, not many people have to, like what's unique about having that one other thought they have to deal with? Obviously the thoughts of like, coach told me to do this, teammates, I'm doing this, I want to do this. But then you also know like, hey, a random stranger is going to notice this race that could just be a, a tempo run for you. Like how do you handle that that weird element that not many athletes have to deal with? Yeah, um, I think it also plays in part with like what I was saying earlier. Like, I, like there's no reason why I can't like do these things right now as a freshman. Like there's nothing – like it's all just like mental. Like I don't – there's no reason why I can't just like, I don't know, perf I don't know what it is, but it's just like, I feel like it's seen as like a barrier, but it doesn't need to be. And um, I feel like that's like also when you see people like the Ingebrigtsons who are training so hard at such a young age and they're still so good later on, it's kind of, um, that kind of shows that it is possible. But um, yeah, so I think I got away from what you asked, but. That's fine. Well, like, well, I just think it's a, uh interesting talking to some athletes who kind of just they live a different experience than all the other athletes right and it's like a unique hurdle that you know so far you've been overcoming it really well i mean mm -hmm. i think if coach told you you're gonna finish fourth in your first race as an ncaa you'd be like all right that's a that's a good a plus yeah. mark for the mm -hmm. for the first test yeah um but like do you what I just want I just want to know like is it weird? Is it weird being the center of attention? And does NAU or your coach, your teammates try to make it not weird? Like do they try to make it like, hey, you're just one of the guys, man. You're yeah. you're one of our top three guys. Yeah, I think I definitely think in some ways it is weird, especially when we go to like races and stuff like that. But I think yeah, like you you were saying, I think um, the team and especially the coaches do a fantastic job of keeping it um, normalized and just all making sure, you know, it's just um, that they're actually addressing that and making sure that everything is fine and normal. And um, I'm not like feeling different than other people or something like that. But um, yeah, I think everyone's super supportive and it's been, uh, yeah, they're really good at that. So what do you, uh, what do you what do you do when you're not running and eating and sleeping and doing schoolwork? What's like the main thing you're working you're doing or focusing on or having fun with? Um, I mean, I guess I hang out a lot with my roommates and people on the team and watch TV. But um, yeah, usually there's not like too much time. I mean, most of the time I practice like. I feel like practice is also hanging out with everyone as well. So it's like, we're there for a, a long time. And then sometimes after we'll hang out or something like that. So it's really like, I don't really have like another hobby, but um, just being with the, everyone on the team and my friends and roommates is what I do. So, Are there anything, is there any specific race or moments that you're looking forward to in these next few months during this outdoor season? Um, I don't really know our outdoor schedule like that well um but i think just traveling in general i think is what i look forward to so i think that's that's gonna be a fun part so why do you why do you look forward to traveling what's fun about that i think well especially in this time um 
traveling is super nice just to kind of get together with everyone when you can't really do that as well um, without traveling. So I think that that's uh, just makes it more exciting. It's just more social and more inclusive. So, Are you, Do you ever, has there been any athletes on the team that you've been able to kind of bond with uh, pretty well, like have a, a shared experience? Um, in in your first few months of joining the team i mean a lot of times freshmen like how does a freshman fit in with the the upperclassmen uh how has it been kind of fitting in with this nau class the classes above you um yeah i think it's been really well really good actually just um since our team is pretty small we only have like 20 people it's i feel like i know everyone really well um especially the people that i i train with though i feel like i know like Abdi Hamid and Louise super well just because I'm always training with them and seeing them all the time but and also obviously the other freshmen in my house but um yeah those people are probably in the sophomores I'm really close with them so I feel like everybody I don't know it's kind of we're it's very small and we all kind of hang out with each other so is, is there any friendly rivalry that you guys are kind of building between each other whether it's you know between the workouts or someone you know just any internal team you know, I don't want to say like bullying, not bullying, but you know, like pranking or just like in general, just messing with each other. Yeah. I feel like there's maybe there's some of that. Um, I feel like I haven't really done and gotten to any of that yet, but um, maybe with some people who have more history with each other, but, um, but yeah, I feel like it's all friendly and we just, yeah, we have a good time messing with each other, but um, yeah. So you weren't a part of the NAU team last year, but there was a lot of the guys who were coming back from last year who had to deal with not being able to, you know, four P the, it's just crazy yeah. to think that a second place finish was considered a disappointment and yeah. everyone else would be thrilled. Right. Um, did you notice any specific vibes among those guys being kind of a newcomer to the scene of about like what that, 2019 season meant to those guys and how they kind of harnessed that 2019 loss into this 2021 uh, team? Yeah. I mean, I think the main things I took from it was like, sure. It was, it was terrible that um, we lost, but um, I think in some ways that helped us, you know, win this year and just kind of be motivated to win this year. Like um, this year we didn't have really, anything to lose other people did so it was kind of um, a different mindset i feel like but um yeah i think it helped us so. what's mike smith like as a coach um what what's how has he been kind of coaching you what does he what do you like about what he listens to you in certain ways and the advice he gives you that you haven't been given before what's kind of unique about mike smith as a coach um i think a lot of things um he's he seems to know, like everything anything i tell him he pretty much knows what to do and i think that's really awesome and he also he really does have that like um you know like advice and like um i don't know like he really wants to help you as a person and not just as an athlete he really cares about the whole individual and he um he makes that very clear and he actively is always trying to do everything he possibly can to um, help me and us as, as athletes. And I think um, just more so than I'll, like probably most 
every college coach, but um, he's, yeah, he's amazing. So. Was there anything specific that Mike did with you uh, seeing that you decided to kind of, you had an unconventional buildup, like you, you know, you, you chose not to run at yeah. the conference meet. You were, you know, you didn't run that workout that we came and filmed. Uh, you just, what, how did Mike kind of craft those three weeks before NCA to kind of get you to be able to finish fourth? Yeah. I mean, I think that's actually definitely something that he is really good at helping me with um, just managing my mindset when I'm injured or have something going on that doesn't allow me to train how I want to. And I think that made all the difference during the three weeks leading up to nationals, just, um, you know, telling me that I just need to get my rhythm back. So I'm ready for the race. My fitness is still there, but I just need to make sure that I'm feeling the same as I was before and um, telling me that a great day, I could be top five. That helped a lot knowing that that's possible. Um, being told that by my coach, that is extremely helpful. So, uh, what? How confident were you in a 10K? I mean, you've run some 5Ks, uh, 8K a few times, but how confident were you that you were not going to blow a blow up in a final 2K, especially on a course that had all these rolling hills? Was there any time back in your mind, be like, "Hey, I'm I'm with my teammates now, but I don't know what my body's going to say to me when we're at 8.5K, 9K." Yeah, I definitely felt that way. I I was totally unsure, not knowing how I would feel. I mean, I felt terrible at 4K, and then at 7K and 8K, I was also felt bad. But I I knew that like I I knew I'd be able to um, still keep going how 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 fast we were going. But um, yeah, it was it was really like more like once I get there, I'll know type of thing. And that's kind of also played into why we didn't go out extremely quickly with uh, Wesley Kip too. What do you think would happen if you guys went with Wesley? I'm not sure. Um, I feel like I don't know if it would have been that big of a difference just because I feel like they weren't super far ahead. It's like at the 3K, it was like 10 seconds or something like that. Um, I just think we would have just felt felt it more um, at around like 6K into the race um, and then going into the hills a second time. Um yeah, I don't think anybody would have blown up, but I think it would have made the last part of the race harder. So, did you know the dynamic of the team score, like late in the race? Like, were you aware of how close Notre Dame was to you guys? Like, did you know like that basically it was going to come down to if your fifth man at that time, which was Brody, was able to hold into a spot in the forties? Were you aware of that, or were you kind of just in your own world? Um, I feel like I only really knew kind of where we were around like 5K and 6K. Um, I knew we were winning. I knew we were ahead, but I didn't know who was in second or who was coming up on us. And um, yeah, I just knew that we had to stick to our positions that we were in for the rest of the race. And I kind of just focused on that, knowing that that would likely do what was needed to win. So so you kept it simple in your brain, right? Yeah. I tried to. I didn't. I try not to think about that and just kind of stay in the moment. So, are you looking forward to track season where there's not really any more team tactics and the uniqueness of a cross country race where it's more just pure talent in a in a, in a 5K or 10K or 1500? You looking forward to that? Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I think that'll be really fun. But um, cross country is always great too. But uh, I'm excited for for track. Just a few more questions at the end. Yeah. Um, 
obviously you're in college, so NCAs is important, but it is an Olympic year. Uh, are you thinking about trying to run at the Olympic trials? Is that on your mind? And if it is, is the goal of trying to get an Olympic standard something that you you might you know go for sometime in May or June? Um, I think the trials are definitely on my mind, but um, I think just kind of seeing where this next month and training and everything goes will help me decide um, what else I think I'll want to do. But um, yes, the trials are on my mind. When did you, this last question, maybe second to last, when did you know that running for you was going to be more than just something that's fun and, you know, you get to race people? Like, when did you know that this could be maybe a career down the road after college, but just ultimately that you are going to be better than the average person. Like when did you realize that, Hey, I have this unique talent that not many people are born with or, or have the mental capacity to handle. I think I thought of, I realized that um, probably towards the end of my junior year, um, just talking to my high school coach, but I don't think it really hit me until um into my cross country season, my senior year, and just continued from there to for me to just realize more. So, um, yeah. Did did you change anything once you realized that about it? Like, did it make you focus more on your diet and your training and your sleep? Like, did it change anything about your typical life, regular schedule when you realize, hey, if I focus on this, I can get even better at it? Um, yeah, I think it changed a little bit. It made me realize that I could maybe sacrifice some things to help me out, but I felt like I was already, I already like kind of wanted to sleep well and eat well. So I had those types of things weren't really changed, but just my, how serious I was about each day of training and stuff like that changed. So do you ever have any, uh, friendly banter with Brody about who, uh, was a better NXC runner? Or who who was a better high school phenom and you know mile times and stuff like that, comparing his, uh, <laughs> you know Brody Brody mania in the 2017-18 era versus what you were doing in 2020-2019. Yeah, I mean uh, we haven't talked about it, um, <laughs> but I've definitely been there when other people are um, making jokes about it and talking about it. So yeah, it's definitely been um, conversation. Did uh. Drew Bosley give you any, or did any of the freshmen kind of give you any advice of how to adjust to altitude and be able to really survive at 7,000 feet when you're, you're running in California, Yeah, it's different air, different air quality than that at Flagstaff. Was there yeah. any kind of tips and tricks that you were kind of given to kind of prepare yourself for uh, your first semester? Yeah, I think everyone was just giving us advice. Um, just saying things like, you know, like, don't, don't worry if your first month or so doesn't go very well. It didn't go well for really anybody when they first got here. So just kind of don't stress about that too much and just little things. But um, yeah, everyone seemed to address that. So, yeah. Well, Nico, I really do appreciate you giving time to uh, chat with me. Excited for your outdoor season. Uh, so, I guess we can assume you'll be focusing on the 5k most likely. That's yes. That's the, mm -hmm. that's the marquee yeah. event 5k for NAU. It's going to be a lot of guys. You get Luis there, right? Abdi Hamid. So it's yeah. going to be hard to get out of the West. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking the time, man. And yeah, uh, thank you. Best mm -hmm. of luck in the, in the spring. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks.